Hey, everybody, and welcome to Emotional Runway, an entrepreneur's guide to mental health. Today is our very first episode, and I wanted to introduce you to, well, me, and tell you a little bit about what drove me to start this podcast, as well as introduce you to our fabulous co-host, Krista Moulton. We'll talk about what Emotional Runway means, some of the great guests we're going to have on in the coming weeks, and most of all, let you know that if you are running a business, even a successful one, and you're struggling, you are not alone. So here we go. Episode one. I hope you enjoy. Kind of give you a little bit of background on why I decided to start this podcast. I am a a founder and entrepreneur myself. Uh, I founded a business called Skyfire Consulting in 2014, and we focus primarily on uh, public safety drone programs and helping fire and police departments uh, get started with drones. But in the course of the last eight years of running this business, we've had a few major incidents, uh, (laughs) one of which being the COVID-19 pandemic. We are now heading longwise into a, uh, a recession. And, you know, it's been a real challenge from a financial standpoint. You know, everybody talks about the idea of fiscal runway and financial runway. How much money do you have left and how much, you know, how long can the company survive? And nobody ever talks about the idea of emotional runway. So you may have money to go for another six months, but you may not have the stamina or the, uh, you know, the mental fortitude to continue doing that. And I think that's actually probably more important than the money. So, you know, I went through this myself over the last several months, you know, just really just struggling. Just is this all worth it? You know, you're leveraging every penny I've ever made my whole life savings, you know, putting my family through this, really just asking myself the question, like, is this all worth it? And I heard somebody one time say entrepreneurs are the only group of people that will work 100 hours a week so they don't have to work 40 hours a week. I thought it's so true. And it looks like every waking moment I'm thinking about, you know, the business and, you know, what's working and what's not working. Do I have enough people or too many people or, you know, where is all the money coming from? And, you know, just the the struggles week to week. And so, um, you know, I started looking for resources in mental health for entrepreneurs and they're really just not out there. Uh, So I decided uh, I was going to do something about that. So really excited to have Krista Moulton joining me as my co-host in this journey. So hello. Hello, everybody. And uh, thank you so much for, for doing this. We only met just a few weeks ago and just kind of sharing sharing our ideas, you know, for you to sit and sort of listen to what it's like to be a founder. And, and you are actually a founder yourself as well. We'll yes. get, get into that here in just a moment. But if you would just tell everybody, you know, introduce yourself to, you know, kind of tell us about your background and, and why this topic was uh, of interest to you. So thank you for having me, Matt. I'm really excited to do this. So I am a licensed mental health professional, specifically a licensed clinical social worker. I have a background in psychology. I graduated from Columbia University. I've been spending about two decades so far in mental health, doing counseling, coaching, and consulting. My practice is primarily focused on entrepreneurs, neurodiverse, and women. I became really interested in entrepreneurial mental health about two years ago. I had a handful of referrals of entrepreneurs and my own personal experience about starting up um, my business and another business in the community. And specifically, why would someone ever want to do something like this that's chronic stress? You know, you just worry all the time. Um, it's feels like it's always on your shoulders. So I started looking into the research and clinical information to kind of guide my practice and work with entrepreneurs and found there was really not a whole lot out there. So Matt and I connected, I guess, a couple weeks ago and talked about how relevant this is to really start the conversation and kind of raise awareness and see if we can 
that minimum, let people know out there that there is help. And this is a really normal experience to go through the highs and lows of the entrepreneurial experience. Yeah, I mean, it is remarkable how little information there is out there. And I know because I went and looked for it myself. <laughs> why do you think that is? I mean, I, I have some thoughts on it, but I'm curious why, you know, in your experience. I think in my experience, that answer largely is the fact that the mask or facade entrepreneurs put on, that is, we are capable of everything and anything. And one of the things I see a lot of is we do not want to show that we're vulnerable, right? And sometimes asking for help is a sign of weakness, right? right? And this is talks a lot about the stigma of what we're facing and why entrepreneurs particularly are not stepping up to ask for help. But inside, it's a struggle. Well, and I think that seems to me it's a symptom of a larger problem in our society, which is we all put on a mask. We all go on social media and talk about how great our lives are. And, you know, obviously we're all struggling with something. Uh, whether it's mental health or, or something else too. But I also think from my perspective too, I mean, you, you are so personally invested. Your your identity is so wrapped up in what you're doing mm-hmm. as a business owner that it feels like a personal failure to go on and be like, actually, you know what? This is really hard. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and then you also have the added complication of, you know, you're trying to get, uh, I was just reading a statistic this morning, the average investor, uh, venture capital investor spends two and a half minutes looking at a pitch deck. And so in two and a half minutes, you have to convince somebody that you're worth writing like a multi-million dollar check to, or at least having a second conversation with. And if there's any information out there about you on the internet where you're like, hey, I'm struggling, this is hard. It's like, oh, well, this guy can't handle, you know, that responsibility. And like, that's just not the case. And I, you know, one of the things when I wrote a few posts and we can share that with the podcast. So the, the initial post that I wrote, a lot of the responses that I got were, well, I never really wanted to put myself out there because people might think I'm weak or, you know, people might think I can't handle it or can't hack it. Me personally, I'd rather put my money behind somebody who has risked it all and understand is so passionate about their dream that they're willing to step out of the corporate life and go out there and be a founder. And so that actually is I'd much rather have somebody who was honest about that, me personally. I don't know how investors feel about that. We're going to find out because we're going to have a couple (laughs) of them on this podcast and we're going to ask them that question. But is this a symptom of our society in general that we have to kind of put this mask on and be what we're not on social media? Yeah, absolutely. And I think for the entrepreneurs I've met, largely this population is made up of males and there's this term out there called toxic masculinity, where, you know, you have to appear stoic and strong and nothing ever affects you and you're non-emotional and you're just kind of like on it all the time. And that is not reality. Our humanness, we all have mental health. We all have mental illness. It's really just kind of a spectrum. It really depends on what we're going through and how significantly we're impacted by those circumstances. I think for entrepreneurial experience. We operate at a higher level of stress, chronic level of stress every single day. Well, because it all falls on us, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's actually one of the biggest things that I identified in exploring my own emotions, talking to you and talking to others. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of it is loneliness. It's not even so much like I'm scared about what's going to happen, but like if this goes to shit, it's all on me, right? Because I'm the founder. It's my vision. It's my idea. It was my initial money. And if it goes bad, then that's that sucks. You're like, no, <laughs> like there's a global pandemic. Like this hasn't happened in any of our lifetimes, right? This Some of this stuff is out of our control. Yeah, yeah. And so speaking about the loneliness in mental health, we know that loneliness is also related to increased risk of suicide. 
it's related to depression, you know, so this is, and these are things commonly experienced by entrepreneurs. So Dr. Michael Freeman, we, I think, mentioned him in our previous conversations. He is one of the researchers on entrepreneurial mental health, one of the first people that started to look into these issues. And an article he put out said like 72% of entrepreneurs will indirectly or directly be be affected by mental health issues, and that's compared to 48% of non-entrepreneurs. So there's some significant research out there that says we need to pay attention to this, and we need to know what to do about it and know that it's okay to speak up. Well, there's a stigma about mental health in the general community mm-hmm. too, right? So it's just that magnified, I think, is, is kind of the, you know, I mean, but if you think about, so those statistics you gave, so one in two people has some sort of issue with mental health. Three out of four entrepreneurs, literally, if you're listening to this podcast, look around. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody around you is Check in with, with the person next to you I because mean, chances are they're dealing with something. Yeah, and they're not talking about it because, I mean, if you think about how many entrepreneurs, there must be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of entrepreneurs around the country, around the world, and there's very little information about mental health. So if three out of four of them are suffering with something, how little information there is out there, that means literally nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Which is exciting that we can pave some new ground here and, and kind of talk about that. So, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting. I, I want to take a minute and tell everybody. So we are actually recording this podcast at the I2C facility at the University of Alabama, Huntsville. Invention to Innovation is what I2C stands for. What's cool about this facility, it's an incubator, you know, where startups can come and they can rent office space and they have access to mentors and and great uh, resources here at the university, including this podcast studio. But when I posted these initial things on LinkedIn and just talking about what I was struggling with, Rigved Joshi, who is the, uh, the director of this facility, immediately texted me and said, we can do something about this at our facility. So there's 25 entrepreneurs in this building and you were working with him to uh, help bring some mental health resources here for those 25 people. You, let's talk about that for a minute. So in conversation with RigVid and just the post that you made, it was clear that there needed to be some more attention to the mental health needs of entrepreneurs. He was very interested in trying to figure out, like, how do we do that? How do, what type of program do we build out? How do we best support entrepreneurs? So we're in the beginning phases of building out a program called MindSpark, and it will be focused on providing whatever the needs are of our entrepreneurs here. I think two two main needs are uh, building a community, a sense of community. So figuring out a way to kind of connect with one another and get support from one another but also just really understanding like kind of a baseline of what individually, what these entrepreneurs are bringing to the table. What are the challenges you're going through? What are the things we can do, the skills, the tools we can equip you with in order to endure those challenges and really kind of take this journey with a better sense of ease, possibly if that's I can speak as an I2C entrepreneur, and we have a, a bigger office in Atlanta, but I'm the only one here in Huntsville, so I'm by myself, and I have a tiny little mm-hmm. office upstairs just to get me out of the house. When I first got my office here, it was like at the height of the pandemic, and so nobody was here. Everybody had facilities here, but we didn't do mixers. I, I still, to this day, I mean, we've met a couple of them together, 
but I really don't really know any of the founders that are in my own building, even in the offices next to me. Yeah. So that sense of community, I think, is going to be huge, you know, and just making those resources. We talked about even just something as simple as starting a Slack channel between the groups that are in this mm-hmm. building. But I'm so I'm excited about that. I'm excited that RigVet is excited and that you guys are working together. My part of this is, uh, you know, doing this podcast and helping to bring bring some outside uh, voices into this. So, you know, the types of people that we're going to be talking to on this podcast it's you and me against the world. We're going to bring them all in. We talk about it from the founder's perspective. You can talk about it from the mental health perspective. And, you know, I really am interested in talking to other founders, obviously, other mm-hmm. other people who have started companies, but also talking to some venture capitalists and understanding, like, is this a stigma that they're paying attention to? I mean, honestly, in their best interest to make sure that their founders and their entrepreneurs are mentally healthy if they want to make money. So we're going to talk to them. I also want to talk to some other mental health experts, particularly experts in fields like mindfulness and meditation and Eastern practices and things like that, which I think is super exciting. One of the things, you know, we all bring our sort of our past into our current positions. I uh, was actually a medical news producer at CNN for about 10 years before I started this company. I have some very interesting friends and very interesting places that I've had the pleasure of interviewing over the last 20 years. And so we're going to be hopefully leveraging a bunch of them. One of those actually, so when I worked at CNN, I worked with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who was our chief medical correspondent there, continues to be at CNN. His brother is a founder, Sunil Gupta, and Sunil wrote uh, an amazing book called Backable. And so I have to give a little credit where credit's due. The, the term emotional runway actually came from that book. Um, I did check with Sunil ahead of time before I stole it. Uh, and he's like, it's not mine. You can use it. But uh, we, uh, I have talked to Sunil, and he's going to join us on the podcast. What's super great about his book, just to give him a little plug now, is the book actually talks about what makes you backable as a founder. And it's not necessarily how great your pitch deck is or even how great your idea is, but just what makes you somebody that an investor wants to support. And, uh, you know, mental health is a huge part of that because, you know, as he talks about in the book, and as I think we all know just intuitively, like when you walk into a room, if you're spent, if you have no emotional runway left, like it shows. So, you know, I'm in the middle of fundraising right now and I've got to like put on a happy face and get out there and be like, everything's awesome. And it is. I mean, you know, we're in a great industry. Drones is, you know, an industry that are uh, that's growing like crazy and there's really cool stuff going on. But I'm exhausted. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's it's tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, two years of pandemic. And right now, you know, investors are running for the hills because of this, uh, the recession. And we got a, you know, potential world war looming over in Eastern <laughs> Europe. And, uh, you know, just to add, add insult to injury. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to have Sunil join us and kind of talk about what he's seen. What's cool about his book is that he's went Uh, He's gone out and interviewed hundreds of founders and entrepreneurs. He's gone out and talked to hundreds of venture capitalists and tried to figure out like what the secret sauce is. So very excited that we're going to have him. I have another friend, Dr. Charles Raison, who was at Emory University when I first met him. Um, He's responsible for introducing me to the Dalai Lama, which was one of the most incredible experiences of my lifetime. Life-changing. Uh, unbelievable. And so we'll talk to to Dr. Raison about that. But he, uh, the reason he was working with the Dalai Lama was because uh, he was focused very specifically on mindfulness meditation and that practice. He's also working on all kinds of interesting things like psychedelics and mental health. And he's just a fascinating guy to talk to. So looking forward to having him on the show. And then I've got a friend of mine, Valerie Shen, who was a, uh, she was in venture capital. Then she went back to business school. Now she's back in venture capital. When I invited her to join us, uh, I told her that uh, she made VC less scary. 
<laughs> so uh, we're going to start with her and then we'll, maybe we'll get some of the scary folks on too. But I'm just, I'm really excited to kind of open this issue yeah. up. And, you know, I, I obviously you can't name names and talk specifics, but in the founders that you've dealt with, I mean, do you feel like, is there a predominant mental health issue? Is it loneliness, anxiety, depression, all of the above? What's the... I would say the common thread in entrepreneurs is definitely the excessive worry, the anxiety. That loneliness is definitely something that is common, I think more so in earlier stages when you don't have the opportunity yet to have gathered your team of support, but definitely the worry. I mean, the worries is always there. Yeah. The loneliness is probably a symptom of all the other stuff too. So. Yeah. A lot of like, right, um, perfectionist tendencies, right? It's it's all on me. I have to make sure this works, you know, endless hours. I mean, I hear a lot of like sleepless nights, you know, because of the pressure of what do I have to put out there tomorrow? 3 a.m. wake up calls for me. That's yeah. it. Like when I, I will regularly wake up at 3 a.m. and cannot go back to sleep because yeah. I'm like, tomorrow's Monday or tomorrow, well, frankly, Tuesday or Wednesday or because we're working seven days mm-hmm. a week. You know, I, I've, I have found that like, I mean, we all love the weekends, right? So even when I worked in corporate America, we all love the weekends. But for me, it was like, oh, the weekends are the one time where like, I can't get emails from like creditors. I can't, my team doesn't bother me. You know, people just kind of shut off Friday at three o'clock, which is, it's just a nice, I'm not worried about what's coming up on my phone. And frankly, whether or not you keep your phone on at night and on the weekends, that's a whole other Topic I'm sure we will uh, attack at some point, but a constant reminder. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point. It's how do we slow down? It's You've been at this 10 years. Almost, yeah. So you've had some practice, right? But not, you know, people who are just starting this, you know, that's a whole different ballgame, yeah. right? Yeah, and I, and I think too, I mean, like you said, I've had practice uh, doing it, but I've also had practice with the rejection of it. Um, because I think, you know, sometimes when we're in corporate jobs, you know, rejection is like, okay, well, they didn't like the paper that I wrote, or they didn't like the story I did last week or whatever. But like when somebody rejects your business, they're rejecting you, mm-hmm. right? Because it was your idea. And so there's yeah. like a lot of that wrapped up in it too, which I find really interesting. Is that common, do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it like you going back to what you said, it's your identity. Like this is it, you know, and this is how you're providing for your family, you know, there's pretty high stakes and the fear of failure is ever present. This is like a therapy session for me. This is awesome. <laughs> now, now everybody knows why I want to do this podcast. But, you know, it, <laughs> one of the things that like keeps coming up for me too, and I'm, I'm sharing this because I think it'll be useful for other people, not mm-hmm. for me to get the answer, although it'll be helpful. Um, you know, everybody messages me all the time. Oh, it's so great what you're doing. Like, look at you. You guys are rocking it. And it's like, I don't want to let those people down and be like, yeah, you actually have no idea what a day-to-day, you know, what the day-to-day is like. And uh, yeah, we're doing a great job making it look like we're doing a great job. And that's my job, right? But, you know, and I hate that. I'm an authentic person. I want, you know, I don't sugarcoat it. You know, like it's been hard the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, we're, we're making do, we're coming out of it. We're, I have a great team and all that. But, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it, not every day is amazing. We're not like killing it and saving the world every day. And so it's hard to kind of get that across. Yeah. And I think one thing that struck me about you when I met you is your ability to really be authentic and really speak up which I think this is part of what we're talking about. Not a lot of people feel comfortable doing that. So where do you think that came from for you? Yeah, I don't, I just, I can't fake it. Like I, I'm not one of those people who can just be like, and, and actually I'll tell you this quick story. So I was at a conference two or three, uh, three or four months ago. I don't know, maybe longer. 
it all blends together at this point. You know, it was when I was kind of at the height of struggling. And the, at the, con- you know, at these conferences, any industry conference, right, you go and you're like, everything's awesome. We're all drinking. Things are great. Things are happening. We're moving and shaking. And I was like, I am so full of shit. I can't even stand myself right now. Like, I, I literally <laughs> left the conference. I left. Because I was like, I can't do this for two more days. Like, this is exhausting for me to kind of fake it. And I just, I don't know where that comes from. I think, you know, I come from a family where, like, we just talk about everything, probably to a fault, because we're constantly arguing. But, um, you know, I just, I can't keep it in. You know, it's, if if something's on my mind, I got to talk about it. Maybe it's the journalist in me, or maybe that's why I became a journalist. I don't, I don't really know. But I just can't, probably to my own detriment, I can't not talk about stuff that's going on. And so... It's been really hard for me to, you know, sort of make it seem all sunshine and roses. But I I also think that that's unrealistic, right? I mean, every investor knows that you have tough times and, you know, there's no hiding from your financials. So when they look at them, they're going to say like, yeah, I can tell the last two years have been tough, but we're here, we've survived and all that. And so, I don't know, I just got to this point where I was like, I can't, you know, go on LinkedIn and only post about good stuff anymore. We all go on LinkedIn. It's almost worse than Facebook, honestly, like, because it's Facebook for business. And so it's total bullshit. We're going on there and being like, look at this great new customer I got and look at this great new feature and look at this great new thing. But we don't ever talk about, hey, I haven't slept in the last seven days to get that new feature out. Or I put it out there and there was a bug and we had to pull it back. Or, you know, in our case, you know, when we started testing our drones and they started falling out of the sky, I mean, (laughs) we don't post about that stuff. Nobody ever talks about that. But when I started talking to your point about peer-to-peer networking. And I started talking to some industry colleagues in the drone industry who have built drones from scratch and have started testing them. And they're like, oh yeah, we actually put them on a string so that when they do fall out of the sky, they can't actually hit the ground. They just rest on the string. Had I had that conversation ahead of time, we probably would have saved a ton of money on parts. But you know, I think that's just it is like when I put that out there, the sheer number of people that messaged me and said, me too. You know, I'm having that same issue. I've had that same concern. Yeah, every dollar that I've ever saved is now in this business. And that's that's scary. And, uh, you know, it was cool to hear from all those people. You and RigVed got to see all the posts that were public, but it was the private messages that I got from people who I was like, oh, you seem like you have it all together. And actually, it turns out you don't, just like everybody else. And that's okay. And I think that's the point of this is to normalize that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, mental health, the the one thing I talk a lot to my clients about, and I believe strongly about this, you had mentioned Eastern practices and mindfulness. Um, That is a a lot of the work I do in my office. Um, I do think we have, when we talk about mental health, entrepreneur or non-entrepreneur, it's just mind, body, and spirit. You know, we're really trying to capture this holistic way of healing that is, is really important for me, and it sounds like, again, I think you kind of embrace that also. So that's really helpful for me to hear. Yeah, whatever helps, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, if I have to do, if I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm a big guy. So like doing yoga is not going to be easy for me, but I'm in. Like I want to do it. One of the things that's helped me is exercise. Actually, the only thing that's helped me is exercise. So, you know, I, yeah. I, uh, I'm a bigger guy and I haven't always been great at exercising. Um, but I just started getting out and walking and I, like I couldn't today I was like trying to get some thoughts down on paper and I couldn't think. So I like went out and walked around campus here for an hour yeah. and it like really cleared my head. And now that I've been doing it regularly, we went on vacation last week for fall break and I didn't do it. And I was like, I feel awful. Like I have to yeah. go out and it's not even for fitness anymore. It's just for mental health. So yeah. um, I think just little things like that will be really helpful just Well, and one of our other founders, when we were having that conversation, you know, he brought up the fact that, you know, in entrepreneurial space, you know, we talk a lot about exercise, but what he found, right, is that exercising the mind, you know, really the mindset is the most 
critical. Like that's what he particularly has to focus on. And that is true, you know, and it's when you feel pressed for time and you've got so much going on, like how do you create like that secret you know, like combination of, you know, mind, body, and actually still doing your work and maybe also taking care of your family. You know, there's so much responsibility, but, you, you know. S- you sleep even less is the yeah. answer, right? So I get up at 6 a.m. now and I hate it, but, you know, it's, yeah. I get, you know, my kids uh, occasionally will be up early enough and they'll be like, can we come on your walk? And I was like, no. You can't. I like. I need. A, I just need to be alone. You yeah. Know, or like, listen to. A, I've been listening. I listened to Sunil's book. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, on audiobooks. Then I got like really inspired, and it really helped me kind of shape my my next fundraising pitch and all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. But then I was like, okay, it's enough business self help for a minute. Let me just listen to like a funny book. You know, so Tom Segura. I don't know if you're familiar. He's one of my favorite comedians. Uh, listening to his podcast and his audiobook now. So now it's just a, it's just fun to listen to. I'm not trying to like learn sure. something. And then I'll probably go back to a business book. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's been just having that time alone to like clear my head, not think about work. I don't mm. look at my phone. I have to take my phone, unfortunately, because I'm tracking my. My uh, distance and all that, but I don't look at it. So, well, this has been great. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm really excited about what's to come. We're going to do these hopefully weekly is the goal. We didn't talk about that. You sound like I just gave you that you, news. I think you just literally gave <laughs> okay, me that great. news. All right. Well, we're going to do these weekly. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited about it and get some some cool guests in here and kind yeah, of really absolutely. bring some some light to this issue and, and get it out there. So this has been emo- our first episode of Emotional Runway. I'm glad yeah. to be on this journey with you. I, I should add, too, that the logo has a runway in there because I'm a pilot and I couldn't not, I'm, a, I'm an aviation geek. So I had to kind of get that in there, but we can talk about airplanes too, if you want. I mostly we'll just stick to business probably. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you will like subscribe and share with all of your entrepreneur friends or anybody who's interested in becoming an entrepreneur. So uh, we don't want to ruin it for you, but uh, it's hard. <laughs> I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think we're sugarcoating it. So thanks so much. And we will thank talk you. to you next time. I hope you got something out of that. I hope you felt heard. It was more like a therapy session for me than work, I'll be honest. But we'll be back again soon with another episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends, share it with your networks. This kind of resource needs to exist for us founders. And this is just one way we're going to do it. Like, subscribe, and share, and we'll see you next time.